The Missouri Tiger men's basketball team tips off its season this evening. Is there any chance that Missouri could actually lose to Central Michigan tonight? Plus, a certain fan base tried to dunk on this here podcaster about a month ago following a Missouri defeat. Well, guess what? Allow me to dunk back because I was right. All of this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And thanks so much, as always, for making this your first listen of the podcast day. And you know what? For your second listen, I'm going to give you a few options here. Check out Locked On Blues, Locked On Chiefs, Locked On Cardinals, Locked On Royals, whatever your fancy might be. We've got you covered here at the Locked On Podcast Network. But you know what? Of course, I am the Missouri guy. and We've got a lot of Missouri content to get to today and you know what for once we're going to lead with basketball because well quite frankly this is the tip off of the 21-22 campaign for your Tigers and well you might recognize the coach for Central Michigan if you have a really good memory Tony Barbary who you might remember Tony Barbie 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 I believe it's Barbie as I struggle to pronounce one of the classic Mattel toy names of all time. But seriously, Tony Barbie was at Auburn for four pretty unremarkable seasons from 2011 to 2014 before Bruce Pearl took over. Just to give you an idea of what we're expecting from Central Michigan this season, well, the Chippewas weren't very good last season. They were 3-13 and 13 in that, pand- that pandemic-shortened season. That's just in MAC play, by the way, just in conference action. Well, so far, KenPomeroy.com has the Chippewas projected to go 5-15 and 15 during conference play this season. So, off a team that lost four of its top scorers, Missouri giving 17 points tonight, despite the fact that, well, 75% of their roster is brand new as well. So, quite frankly, we don't know what to expect from the Tigers tonight, right? Or or really at all this season, if we're being perfectly honest. Maybe some of us have broken down some of these new transfers individually. We certainly think we have a decent idea of what we're going to get from Kobe Brown and Javon Pickett. But other than that, when it just comes to the actual chemistry of this ball club and what its strengths and weaknesses are going to be, well, I think that all remains to be seen. But I can promise you this. If Missouri loses to Central Michigan tonight, well, this season is basically over before it even gets started. That would be very reminiscent of when Missouri started off the Kim Anderson era by losing to UMKC. So obviously... If this Missouri team is going to be better than we expect this year, then they probably better blow out Central Michigan tonight. I don't want to go too far on that because, you know, this is, again, so many new pieces here, so much to figure out early in the season, first game. But again, you want to see signs early in the season more often than not because as we've seen in the past when we've had some Missouri teams that 
surpassed expectations. Like, for example, the 2012 Tigers, the 11-12 Missouri Tigers, well, that team was good immediately. Now, they had a lot more, obviously, continuity than this ball club did. But again, the point is you saw the signs of greatness very, very early in the season with that club. So if this club, if this 21-22 team is going to be better than we expect, I actually do think we'll see it probably tonight, if not and if not tonight, certainly in the first couple ball games. Otherwise, frankly, it's probably not going to happen. So if you're wondering, why should I watch this game this evening? Why should I attend this game this evening? Well, that's as good a reason as any. I'm very curious about how this club looks. That's for darn sure. And by the way, just quickly here, just a quick note before we get back to basketball, just in case you missed this, the Missouri-Florida game kicking off a week from this Saturday is kicking off at 3 p.m. So, hey, you got to like that if you're somebody who's attending the game like me. Get a little bit of sun on your face, hopefully. But, oh, wait, I'm in the south end zone. I'm screwed. But I'm sure the players will like it, especially the ones traveling from Florida. Now, as for my own expectations of this Missouri basketball team, well, I've mentioned this before, but I don't have – a specific goal in mind in terms of amount of wins or even an NCAA tournament bid, an NIT bid, anything like that. I just really need this this Missouri basketball team to at least be fun to watch because, frankly, last season was fun to watch if you're a Missouri fan, but over the last 10 years or so, there just hasn't been nearly enough entertaining basketball going into Mizzou Arena. And you can see with the interest in this in this program that that's not an exaggeration. So if you think about it, I hate to say it, but this coming March is going to be the 10-year anniversary of the famous Missouri-Norfolk State upset. It's been 10 years since that happened. And in that amount of time, again, there just hasn't been enough memorable basketball happening. Listen, the Michael Porter Jr. season... That campaign, I actually really liked that ball club. I really did. Even though Michael was obviously out for 95% of the season, I fell in love with Jonte Porter and Cassius Robinson, and I especially loved how Jonte played as a passer, as a shooter outside, just a clever, different style big man that, as a former big man myself, I just really enjoyed watching him and that whole team grind it out without Michael and make the tournament anyway. But obviously, even that's a disappointing season. That's one of those, just based on our own expectations of what we expected from Michael Porter Jr. and all that. But really, again, the post-Norfolk State team was pretty entertaining as well. But other than that, it's just been a lot of boredom. And you think about it, it's actually been since 2010 since Missouri has won an NCAA tournament game. That's incredible, really. When you consider what we thought this program was 10 years ago when it entered the Southeastern Conference, this has really been about the worst case possible scenario. It really has been. So to me, if you're a Missouri fan, I think your expectations should be just to see some good basketball, just to see some guys who are bought in on the defensive end of the court, guys who share it, guys who play hard together, and all that good stuff. And frankly, you know what? 
There's a former Missouri basketball player who happened to be on that Norfolk State squad, that famous 2012 team, and that's Kim English, who's opening up his season tonight for George Mason as well. I thought Kim had an excellent bite about how about his ver about his vision, I should say, of what great basketball actually looks like in the form of some advice to his young his young team at George Mason. I want to share that bite with you coming up very soon. But first, let me tell you about our friends at Prize Picks, who are the leaders in making daily fantasy easy, and they have more props available for for all the mid-major players, for all the big-time college football players. And guess what? College basketball starts tonight, as I've mentioned. Well, they've got that as well. So all the props you could possibly imagine over at Prize Picks. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and on Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It truly is that easy. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 when you use the promo code locked on. Once again, that promo code is locked on for your 100% deposit match at Prize Picks Daily Fantasy Made Easy. So again, what do I really want to see in terms of big picture from this Missouri basketball team this season, just to frankly give me hope for the future of the program and the Conzo Martin era more specifically? Well, frankly, Kim English, who was mic'd up at a George Mason practice here this preseason, again, he's the new head coach of George Mason. Well, to me, he put it, as well as I possibly could have, better, quite frankly. So let's hear from Kim English with just a little bit of advice for his squad. Big games, first games, when there's people in the crowd, when your energy's there, your excitement, you're nervous, you got butterflies. You know how you get all that out of your system? Playing hard, but focusing solely on defense. On offense, you don't want to really play. You don't want to think. You don't want to be tight. You don't want to be wound up on offense. You want to be loose. You want to be free. You want to be intellectual. Sorry, you want to be intelligent on offense. On defense, jack yourself up. Jack yourself up on defense. Start games locked in, jumping to the ball, closing out with high hands, flying around, taking charges, boxing out. And what's going to happen is, your offensive opportunities are going to be routine. You're going to get layups. You're going to get open threes. You're going to get to the free throw line. You're going to get off. It's going to be easy. All you got to do is execute. Boy, my favorite part of that whole thing, and that's a great sound bite, but was actually the very end there. That was the part when I saw that on Twitter yesterday, I stood up out of my desk chair and started applauding. I really did because this is a young man who gets it. And I think George Mason's very lucky to have Kim English because to me, this is something that is one of the least discussed elements of modern day basketball that you're never going to see on a stat sheet. You're never going to see it in, in a spreadsheet in an, in an advanced statistical analysis of any kind. I don't think it shows up on Ken 
for instance. But I promise you, as somebody who has observed basketball for 30-plus years now, this is true. What Kim English said at the very end is true. When you play really hard on defense, and most importantly, when you play really good defense, well, that all carries over to the other end of the court and, in fact, makes offense so, so much easier. Not only because, obviously, like Kim pointed out, that you're getting more transition opportunities, it's easier It's easier to score, quite simply, when the ball's not going through the basket, number one. You're able to, you don't have to take it out underneath. You can get out and transition. Again, get open jump shots, layups, threes, you get fouled, all that kind of stuff. But to me, even more so, when your whole team is buying in with that level of effort and sort of teamwork on the defensive end, well, it absolutely, that mentality doesn't just, doesn't just stay on the de- the defensive end. It carries over to the offensive end of the court too, where quite honestly, sometimes on offense, we've all seen anytime there's one great player on a team, whether it's Kobe Bryant or or someone like that, Michael Jordan, LeBron James, whoever it might be, or, or somebody like Kareem Rush, a great scorer in Mizzou history, right? They can kind of take over the game by themselves at times offensively. But you know what? You can't, there's not one player with very few exceptions. It's, you know, maybe you're Bill Russell types, you're sort of massive centers, you're rim protectors. But even in this day and age, that, that type of defensive impact is kind of over because now more often than not, you're having teams with four or five guys on the floor at once offensively who can all do something with it, who can all shoot, who can all pass, who can all dribble, who can all score. So to me, There is no such thing as really the dominant defensive player who can take over a game like a Kobe Bryant could. That just doesn't really exist in basketball, especially in 2021. I just don't think that exists. So my point that I'm trying to make here is defensively, in order to succeed, you have to buy in as a unit. It can't just be some individual thing where you're just going to show out Hey, clear out. I got this defensively. That doesn't work. So if you buy in defensively by necessity, it has to be a team buy-in. And guess what? Once you've done that, I promise you that's going to carry over to the offensive end of the court as well. And your whole team is going to score more efficiently as a result. By the way, yesterday I went on a pretty big rant against the transfer portal yesterday. And I want to clarify some of my remarks from yesterday, just to make sure you all know that I'm not saying that everyone who transfers is somehow a bad person or, or is making a huge mistake or something. That's not what I was saying whatsoever. So allow me to clarify my comments here in just a minute. But first I do want to tell you about betonline.ag where I previously mentioned Missouri is giving 17 points tonight against the Central Michigan Chippewas, but you know what? I don't know. How can you really give 17 points confidently on a team you haven't seen play before? Again, if you're feeling confident, you feel like, hey, I think this Missouri team's going to be better than expected. Well, good for you. Head on over to betonline.ag, put your money where where your mouth is, and when you do, be sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON, because when you do, you'll get a 50% 
welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, I've said this before, but I think it's worth saying once again. At the risk of being called a hypocrite after my transfer portal rant yesterday where I was basically saying, hey, especially with college basketball, if guys are just going to be transferring within conference without any penalty whatsoever, without having to sit out a season whatsoever, well, you're kind of ruining the game a little bit. And by game, I actually don't mean the game of basketball. I mean the game with fans. And I guess I should say you're ruining the illusion is what you're doing. The illusion that, hey, we're all for we're all for big time university and we're all pulling in the same direction together and all this stuff. But when four pretty prominent players, including Xavier Pinson and Xavier Wheeler, the leading SEC assist man last year, are transferring within the conference, not moving up or down a level, well, honestly, that just As a fan, that's a little bit tough to swallow because, sure, there have been a lot of great Missouri players who are transfers over the years that I loved. Guys like Paul O'Linney, guys like Mark Atkins, Keith Ramsey, one one of my favorites from the last 10 years or so. He was a transfer. But what did all three of those guys I just mentioned have in common? Well, they all transferred up a level, right? They went from either junior college or a lower lower division, lower sort of mid-major school, whatever it was, and they transferred up to the Big 8 or the Big 12, as it were. To me, it's totally understandable when somebody like Boogie Coleman or Cassius Robertson or somebody like that wants to move up a level. Maybe they were a late bloomer in high school, right? Well, just because I developed a little bit later than everybody else, does that mean I should just not be allowed to play Division I basketball or high major basketball? I don't think so. On the other hand, maybe you're a senior and things haven't worked out great for you at the big-time program, and you're thinking, hey, for my senior year, I sure wouldn't mind actually playing a few minutes, and you decide to transfer down a level. Well, that's totally understandable to me. And but this all this trend of just guys transferring within their own conference well again i don't it's not about an individual decision i'm not here to criticize wheeler or even xavier pinson on his decision that's not really the point here i'm just saying the overall trend though how can this be a positive for college basketball when it's just a a revolving door of players going back and forth between programs Again, you're ruining the illusion a little bit. This trend ruins the illusion that makes college basketball different from professional basketball. Because guess what? If I just want to see a bunch of guys changing teams each year and just seeing the best basketball I possibly can, well, the NBA exists. I enjoy the NBA. I can go watch it anytime I want. But as a college basketball fan, if I'm going to continue to engage with this product, It has to be something different than what pro basketball is offering. Otherwise, you're just going to be less than. You can't be the same as pro basketball. You can't offer essentially the same product except with lesser players and expect people to 
increasingly engage with that product, especially before March Madness begins. Right now, college basketball is being largely held afloat by March Madness and these sort of blue blood big time programs that have existed forever. But the rest of college basketball right now, it's just in a bad place. And I don't want to spend a whole lot of time this season complaining about the sport, but this is one of many trends that really does trouble me about where this sport is going to be in, say, five, 10 years. It really does. But hopefully, there'll be nothing troubling to report after the Missouri Central Michigan game tonight. And you know what? I'm going to do a post game show. So you'll have that late Tuesday. And if you're, if you're not a night owl, just look for it Wednesday morning. Either way, definitely going to have a recap up for you as soon as I can. Going to attend the game at Mizzou Arena tonight. So hopefully, I'll have a good vantage point to give you all the analysis and insight you've come to expect from me here on Locked on Mizzou. You know what? Thanks as always for making me your first listen of the day. Make your second listen. Again, any of these Missouri-based shows, I think you're going to do great, whether it is Locked on Chiefs, Blues, Cardinals, Royals. Check them all out. I think you will be happy you did. So until tonight, until tomorrow morning, I am John Miller. And this has been Locked on Mizzou.